Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June, through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. It is time for the Buck Blue Show. Glad you're with us on this Wednesday, February the 16th. Nerney ready to go. We got Derek Thomas. Road Dog's on the road again. That's why they call him Road Dog. And we are ready to get to work. Glad you're with us here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Of course, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch. Also, we've got the Fan Mobile app brought to you by a Beaver Toyota and the smart speaker sponsored by South Point Financial Services. 10 o'clock hour on the Fan brought to you by the Haug Law Group. So that said, Nernie, I believe we're ready. Bucks. Big. Take. Yeah, the big take today. Well... The Hawks team we saw take down Cleveland last night can not only make the playoffs, but they can do some damage when they get there. Trey Young exploded for 41 with a sidekick, John Collins, out with a foot sprain. The Hawks made big shots, and they got stops at all the key moments in the ballgame. Ice-cold Trey won the point guard matchup, outperforming Darius Garland. And make no mistake about this. Trey Young is one of the top players in the NBA. And enough already about his defense, or the lack thereof. Trey is a difference maker, plain and simple, a fighter, a competitor. Put a period behind that. I would rather have Trey Young over Dunchich. 365 days a year. Let's hear from Trey after the big win last night. Uh, I mean, it's big. It's uh, it's, uh, it's good that we, we finished off the break at home uh, the right way. And uh, we got we got one more that we got to take care of before the break. And, uh, and then, like I said, just get a, a clear mind after break and then come back and finish off the, the season strong. So it was, it was big to get this one. Yeah, good job, Trey. Uh, way to explode on those dudes last night with 41. Gallo looking good. DeAndre Hunter looking good. A really good night. Now, the Hawks bet not to steal one of the locker room phrases. The Hawks bet not lose to the lousy Magic, who are 13 and 46. And the Magic beat us the last time they played back a couple of days before Christmas. So they bet not take down the Cavs and then turn around and lose to the lousy, stinking Mavericks. And there's your big take. Got some Bulldog stories, uh, Bulldog football stories in the show today. Hope you don't mind. So we take a look. They've got G-Day now is set. For April the 16th, it'll be here before you know it. I know the Bulldog Nation excited to see what Kirby's going to have in this repeat season as they try to uh, take on that challenge. And right now, I've got a reason to be confident in the 2022 Georgia Bulldog football team. A little later in the show, Bulldog Roundtable, I'll give you an area of concern. 
one that really concerns me. But let's talk about right now a reason to be confident. What's up, Buck? Hey, Curb. Bulldog fans and SEC fans, college football fans in this area, get ready to see one of the top offenses in college football when you see Georgia play this year. I kid you not. And we, when you think about the top offenses in football, uh, just look at this past season, Ohio State doing some awesome things up there in Columbus, 560 yards, 45 points a game a year ago. Top offense in college football. You got Alabama, number six, Tennessee, number seven, Oklahoma, number eight, all over 450 yards total offense, all over 39 points a game. And then you had the Georgia Bulldogs came in top 10, number nine, for roughly about 440 yards of total offense and a little under 39 points a game at 38.6. And I believe they will be even better than that in this upcoming season. I believe the Georgia offense will actually be better than they were a year ago. And let me break it down quickly. Offensive line, I'm seeing a group that's going to be really strong. Loved what I saw out of Broderick Jones at the left tackle spot as he filled in for Sawyer late in the season and really did a great job. And then remember during the the natty where Will Anderson, they were concerned about him uh, in the sub packages and passing situations. They would move Will Anderson Jr., Alabama would, down to the defensive tackle spot, lined up over the right offensive guard. Well, Matt Luke moved Sawyer in there to right guard to try to solidify that against Will Anderson Jr. and got Broderick Jones in there, left tackle. And Broderick Jones, really impressive. He's going to step in and do great at left tackle. You got Ratledge, who earned a starting job before he got hurt coming into this past season. I'm assuming he's going to reclaim one of those offensive guard spots. You got Van Pran, who started the entire season as a sophomore at the center spot. So you're solidified there. McClendon coming back at the right tackle spot, three-year starter. You got to like what he brings to the table. And I believe they're going to they're gonna move this Mims kid who will uh, eventually be an offensive tackle, but I think he's got a really good shot of emerging as the other offensive guard. And we're talking about 6'6", 330 pounds. So I believe that offensive line is going to be really, really strong. I believe the running back position will be better. And I know you say, Blue, what are you talking about? They had Zamir White, who was rugged, and you had James Cook, who was a playmaker. But I believe this duo they're going to feature this year, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, highly skilled, experienced. They played some football. They're ready to take over the reins of this running back position. And I believe the running back position will be even better than it was a year ago. Stetson Bennett back as your quarterback. He'll be one of the top quarterbacks in college football. And I've said. What about receiver? The weapons, the playmakers. Can you get explosives? Well, Brock Bowers is going to be ready to go when the regular season uh, rolls around. Ad Mitchell really showed me something this year. Did you see that touchdown catch in the national championship game? Love what Ad Mitchell brings to the table. He'll be even better. Arian Smith, fastest guy on the team. Kiaris Jackson back. Don Blaylock looking for him to make some noise. Lad McConkey got an opportunity and played well. And you got Arik Gilbert, who apparently is back in the mix in that program. The goal for this offense, for the Georgia offense in the upcoming season, everyone on that offense, the goal should be this. We're going to average 
40 points a game. Again, a year ago, 38.6. Average 40 points a game. A reason to be confident. Expect when you see Georgia play in the upcoming season, expect to see one of college football's top offenses play the game. Thank you, Buck. We'll have an area of concern a little later in the show. Kirby may not thank me for that. But I am concerned about one area. Yes, sir, Ray. All right, let's get to the Buck Blue Show uh, headline, and it's brought to you by our good friends at Grease Monkey. Interesting story here as Alabama, the Crimson Tide, they were about to roll out alcohol at the basketball and football games in the upcoming season. In fact, uh, basketball season already underway. They were expecting to be able to provide alcohol to fans during basketball season. And then when Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide took the play in field, when college football kicks off, you're going to be able to buy some alcohol at Bryant-Denny Stadium. But they put that on hold. Damn! (laughs) They put that on hold because of a decision that was made by the Tuscaloosa City Council. Get a load of this. They came up with a new law. They, they have added a service fee to tickets to athletic events, entertainment events in Tuscaloosa where they're going to sell alcohol. And for the Alabama Crimson Tide football games, that was going to equal $3 per ticket service fee. Add another $3 to the ticket now. Bryant Denny seating about 100000 So you can do the math on that one. The athletic director, uh, Greg Byrne, chose to put this on hold, the alcohol. Doesn't like the fee that they've thrown on this. And he says it's because Alabama already has the second highest in the SEC of ticket and concession sales taxes that are added to the ticket. And he said they don't want to add any more. So Alabama fans, if you're looking forward to getting that cold brewski during the game, looks like the Tuscaloosa City Council has uh, put a hold on that. And look, one of the reasons, as I understand it, uh, they they were throwing this out, Nernie. See what you think about this. As far as Greg Byrne goes, the athletic director, he was saying he didn't like the fact they were going to throw a $3 per ticket service fee on tickets, even for ones that were going to be used for children. Yeah, that was my question. I mean, what if you what if you don't drink? What if what if you're sober? What yeah. if you're underage? Now, if there's like a, if they could like on the other hand give you a sell a ticket, you know, knowing you're going to buy a lot of drinks and maybe you get a free beer for doing it and they yeah. upcharge you a little bit. But yeah, that's a, but you know, good for a burn in uh, Alabama sticking it to the man. Yeah, they're not going to add any more fees. Don't you hate the fees? Yeah, do you look at the see what fees you're getting hit with anytime you buy something? You know, it all adds up pretty good there. But uh, Tuscaloosa City, man, they were looking to cash in on this. Yeah, so those for me, it's the delivery apps. They'll say, oh, yeah, this, this, or, you know, the DoorDash or whatever, say, oh, this uh, restaurant's got free delivery. But then there's like six different fees that, well, that's not really free delivery. Yeah, next thing you know, you're paying 30 bucks for a hamburger. 
I'm too cheap. I'll just go. I'll drive myself. I really am. It's pathetic, but I'll do it. Headlines brought to you by our good friends at Grease Monkey. Have you seen them around town? Oil changes and more done fast, done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. We're going to get to the bottom of this Kyler Murray story coming out of Phoenix. Chris Mortensen will hang out next. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. And tap that mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Cumming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and download the fan app right now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Appreciate those folks. Smart Speaker brought to you by South Point Financial, the mortgage professionals. You can learn more about them at SPFS.com. Time to bring on Mort. For the latest on the NFL, we turn to the fans' truest NFL reporter, Chris Mortensen. Presented by the Atlanta Painting Company, Atlanta's premier residential and commercial painting company. Call 1-800-PAINTING or visit AtlantaPaintingCompany.com. ESPN's Chris Mortensen joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line every week here on the Buck Baloo Show. And he probably doesn't realize it, but Mort is also our truest on-up NFL insider when he comes on 680 The Fan. Mort, so your Super Bowl experience in L.A. back at home, uh, in that home area where you grew up, uh, you even got a chance to go to Disneyland. Uh, we were based at Disneyland, Buck, and Disneyland is a wonderful place. It's the happiest place on earth, as you know. Uh, but, you know, it's it's too far away from where I grew up and was born. And traffic in L.A. didn't make it exactly a personal experience. But we were there to cover a game. We did it. And uh, I was able to see uh, some family, some friends. And, uh, you know, the guy, when you look at it, it's February 16th, and we're two weeks away from the combine. I mean, so <laughs> this uh, it, 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 and I went to the game. Obviously, it was a good game, not a great game, but it was a good game. Had a lot of drama, and uh, all in all, uh, you know, it was a, it was a good week. Yeah, I gave it a uh, solid B. More that the the thing that that knocked the grade down a little bit were the seven consecutive punts in, in the third into the fourth quarter. But the ending was awesome. So we got one of those yep. uh, endings that everybody loves and. Uh, you got TV ratings that were better than they were a year ago. Yeah, I know. You know, here, and you think, boy, it's Cincinnati Bengals, you know, who knows how 
and the Rams don't have a, a wide fan base. But, you know, it just shows you the power of the, of the game itself. Uh, you know, people thought, you know, pushing that a week back wouldn't be good. Uh, you know, I'm sure the halftime show uh, certainly drew a, a certain crowd. But uh, And Joe Burrow kind of, you know, it captured the country uh, in terms of what he was doing. And uh, Bengals were, fans were well represented, by the way. It was, it was a 50-50 uh, fan split from what I could tell. And I, I did sit in the stands for the most part. So uh, all I know is that uh, we had that drama like you're talking about and, and, and for – Matthew uh, Stafford to take him down on a very, what would you say, uh, what was it, 15-play drive? Yeah. It was just fighting off little pieces here and there. Uh, you know, people didn't like the fact that there were penalties near the end when there weren't many penalties. But listen, they get condensed down towards the end zone. You know, the officials, they don't have to run. Uh, you know, they're, they're standing right there, and they, oh, they make their calls, and, and, and the game was what it was. Stafford targeting Cooper Cup eight times in that 15-play drive. Had to get the ball to their playmaker with Beckham out. Uh, t- coverage yeah. tightened up on Cooper Cup. But I thought Matt played a disciplined game, Cincinnati trying to take away the intermediate to deep throws. He was able to check it down consistently and in that game-winning drive, able to get that ball to Cooper Cup in some tight windows. I mean, there are not many guys that can make some of those throws Matt was making in the game. No, that's right. And, and you know, the, here's the thing about it is, uh, you know, Beckham went down. That was a big blow. Uh, and then, you know, they went into the game without Tyler Higby, their tight end. They had another receiver who was supposed to make a contribution and went down. And and uh, so for Matt, you know, yeah, being disciplined and uh, and Cooper Cup just coming through, uh, you know, Cooper Cup was, uh, he, you know, people believe Aaron Donald should be in the MVP. Uh, or, or Cooper Cup got it. I think you could have called them co-MVPs because the Rams don't win either game uh, without either one of those players. More like, than- I, I don't win the game without either one of those players. No doubt. They probably only had one trophy, though. It's probably why they had to go with one. But I, I miss this Aaron Donald <laughs> retiring thing. When did this come up? I'd, I had not heard any whisper of this coming into the Super Bowl. I, I had not, but Rodney Harrison, uh, you know, uh, I think it's NBC, right? Uh, he had done an interview with Aaron Donald, or he had said he had talked to Aaron Donald and said that he was seriously going to contemplate retirement. Now, he's 30 years old. He's clearly, a, you know, has been a three-time defensive player of the year. Uh, you know, he just, but he also wants some time. You know, guys generally give guys time at the end of the year to see where they're going. I think we would all be a little bit shocked, we, you know, if he retired at this age. We've been shocked before, you know, Barry Sanders, Calvin, Calvin Johnson, uh, guys retired in the, in the prime of their careers. But I think the at the immediate end of the season is not, is not the time to make that decision. I think Aaron knows that. And uh, we had Joe Burrow, man. I, I, when he went down, and, and so did Stafford. I thought Stafford's ankle was broken the way he got it tangled yeah. up under that 340-pounder. And then Burrow, a few moments later, goes down, and he, he grabs his good knee, and it looks like he's screaming bloody murder as he grabs the knee, evaluated yesterday, apparently Burroughs just had a sprained knee. What great news for him. Yeah, great news for him, especially you don't want to go through two two years of of, of, of the type of, of having ACL surgery uh, and then the rehab that goes with it. He has to do some rehab, but that's uh, great news for him. I'm going to tell you a little story quickly. Uh, our, one of our research guys, Evan Kaplan, I asked him the day before the game, I said, when has... 
a quarterback been injured where he had to leave the game uh, and not come back? You know, when was the last time and uh, or the most significant time? And there weren't many. Uh, and Johnny Unitas was the one. I think Super Bowl five and Earl Morrow came wow. in and won the game for them. And it was, you know, there was one other instance, but that was with like three minutes left. Uh, but that that was the game. I felt like, man, maybe I jinxed him uh, by asking the question. But, uh, you know, established the ankle look much more. Listen, he, he was. He, I was surprised to even try to sneak near the end. You know, playing on that ankle. No doubt about it. What does this win do for McVay? It obviously, vindicates what he's all about. But you know, these NFL coaches, we don't see salaries thrown out there very much. Everybody else uh, that's playing professional sports, their salaries all over. The internet, it's a little tougher to find out what some of these NFL coaches are making. I understand Belichick's around 18, Pete Carroll around right. 14, uh, Sean Payton at 14 before he walked away, Reed at 12, Tomlin 11 and a half is one of the reports I was seeing. What does this do for McVay? Uh, I think those numbers are very accurate, by the way. McVay's going to get paid in that double-figure range. If, uh, and I know there's a lot of speculation about him contemplating whether to, to have a, a retirement at this age, go on the TV broadcast booth. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. I think he wants, I don't think he would have brought Matthew Stafford this far to, to kind of step out right now. But I will tell you this, it is part of Sean's plan, or he's discussed it before, where, you know, I may coach X amount of time, go do the John Gruden thing. As you know, he came, he's close to John Gruden. Uh, at some point, you know, go do the broadcasting, make a lot of money, kind of do uh, the quarterback stuff and, and all the all the little uh, ornaments that come with it, make a whole lot of money, and then if you decide to come back and coach, you still be young. Yeah. You'll be in your mid-40s. Uh, so I think it's part of Sean's plan. I just don't think it's this year. Uh, and I, I'd be surprised uh, if it happened like that. Moore, you got caught up in a little bit of a firestorm with the reporting on Kyler Murray and the Phoenix Cardinals. Uh, sources telling you that he's got a reputation for being self-centered, immature, someone who points fingers, scrubbed his account. Oh, yeah. Is he looking for uh, an early contract extension? Is he not pleased with Kingsbury, the, the head coach there, the direction of the Cardinals? Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, I, I didn't think I, I was caught up in a firestorm because the team's the team statement really said nothing. Team statement, uh, and we give them a chance. To, and Michael Bidwell himself just de declined to address it. And as the story reflected, they still expect Kyler Murray to be their quarterback. Uh, there's been, I've never had the money mentioned to me. He may want to. Uh, I can tell you that uh, the reason I even started asking questions, I mean, I, I, I've heard it before, but reason I dug a little deeper is because he scrubbed his social media account. When you do that, you're, you're screaming for people to, to find what's going on, right? Yeah, something's and, going uh, on. And, and that's what you, you heard. It came back to you. In fact, it was a little bit stronger than I even wrote. Just, the, you know, the immaturity, uh, pointing fingers, yeah, self-centered. Listen, like everybody hates to lose, but, you know, sometimes as a leader – not taking it upon himself. And there are some veteran players that plan to kind of get him to a place where he handles adversity better. Uh, but he's not going anywhere. I mean, I, you know, everybody said, well, he can go play baseball with the Oakland A's. Hey, you know what? He, Oklahoma his last year. I saw his baseball numbers. They were good. Since he's last played baseball, it's a, it's remarkable what Major League Baseball players are 
or doing pictures in particular, are throwing like four hours miles per hour faster than they used to be with a spin rate. Yeah. With a spin rate that is unbelievable. So, listen, there's some issues they got to address there. And Cliff Kingsbury uh, himself, the coach, I think, is going to uh, has done some self scouting already and trying to see if he can get Kyler better answers for some of the issues that have confronted them. But in terms of the overall leadership, uh, there's no question that the story is accurate. And if I told you, told you what I heard from very credible people, you, you would be, I think you'd be more shocked than you were uh, with the story. You probably weren't shocked. But, yeah. You know, that's how they talked about me, you know. <laughs> well, I guess we move on to the combine uh, coming up next as we get into the NFL draft that looms out there. No consensus number one pick this time around. No, I know, and it's going all over the map. It's, you know, really, uh, what I've talked to, I've talked to some people who says, boy, you know, from about 15 to, to 40 is, is where you want to be in this draft. Uh, you know, but, you know, now trying to trade back, there may be players, people-specific target. And I, I know there are mock drafts come out. Some have, uh, you know, the, the Alabama tackle, uh, Evans being the first guy, but Aiden Hutchinson, uh, he's going to test like crazy at the combine. I've been told Aiden Hutchinson yeah. will blow people away at the combine. But the combine him is like, is, is like Kyle Vandenbosch. Now, Kyle Vandenbosch was the, the uh, top top pick, but he was a good player. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, I, it is, a, I think, a neat draft. Quarterbacks, we'll see them go, but there's not going to be one in the top ten unless, uh, unless somebody just gets nervous about who they want. And there is no quarterback that is projected to be ready to play this first year. More great job at the Super Bowl. Uh, awesome job here on the Buck Blue Show. We appreciate you, man. Talk to you next week, Buck. All right, Chris. See you later. Our truest on-up NFL insider, Chris Mortensen, joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. And it's time for you to take the wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content on the Buck Blue Show. You get to decide what we will talk about coming up in the final segment of the show. Call in now at 404-231-1680. Presented by Infinity of Gwinnett. Empower the talk. Empower the drive. Let's get to a college football nugget. Mm, tasty. It's time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, tease this one on social media this morning on Twitter. You may have seen it. Reading uh, Connor O'Gara, Saturday Down South yesterday reading about this and plugged it in the show today auburn and brian harson have been in the news over the last eight days eight nine ten days and harson is looking for a quarterback bo nix is at oregon could it be that former georgia quarterback jt daniels will end up on the plains Now, JT's been very quiet with his intentions. In fact, he hadn't said anything about where he's going to go. He'll graduate after this current semester, and then we'll see the news come down. Could it, but could it be Auburn? I mean, they need a quarterback. Brian Harson needs to win. No doubt about that. And could there be a revenge factor for JT Daniels? Tell you what, that would add a little intensity to the Georgia-Auburn showdown on October the 8th. Man, we'd be all over this content leading into this game. 
Add a little intensity to the Deep South's oldest rivalry. JT Daniels could end up there, save Harson's offense at least for a year and save his job. I mean, what if JT Daniels, that Georgia game, threw for 404 touchdowns, he scored 40-plus and beat Georgia? Be talking about that big time. Now, there are a lot of colleges at, at this point that still need a, an experienced, quality quarterback like JT Daniels. Missouri, LSU, West Virginia. How about Notre Dame? Huh? Fighting Irish, huh? Penn State. Florida State could use a quarterback. We'll keep an eye on it. Could Brian Harson be going after JT Daniels? Yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be real interesting. And there's your college football nugget today. Yeah, well, JT's been really quiet, man. It's sort of hard to get a, a feel on where he may end up. A few weeks ago, there was some talk about him going to Oregon State. My son, Braden, said, my goodness, talk about insignificant. I mean, probably just disappear if you went, where is it, Corvallis? Yeah, disappear up there. It's time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, first time. Table is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, I've got an area of concern for the uh, Bulldog football team. We'll see him G-Day, April the 16th over at Sanford Stadium between the hedges. On Dooley Field. Earlier in the show, I uh, gave you a reason to be confident about the upcoming season. And I'm confident that you're going to see one of the college football's top offenses play when you see Georgia play this upcoming season. Uh, right now, though, I've got an area of concern. And it's the defensive line. I'm expecting drop-off. Not if there's going to be drop-off. But how much drop-off for this Georgia defensive line? Jordan Davis getting ready for the combine. Trayvon Walker getting ready to, to be taken in the first round of the draft. Devontae Wyatt, he's going to be missed. You got three uh, dogs right there, man. They're going to be tough to replace. Now, look, there is good news. You got a beast in Jalen Carter coming back to headline this defensive line. And Carter will be in a preseason All-SEC and All-American pick in this upcoming 22 season. But you know what? Jalen Carter can't do it alone. And so he's going to need some help. And here's some guys that we know very little about. You know, the recruiting class that just signed here has some really good-looking prospects on that defensive front but let's be real here I mean you wonder if any of these guys are going to be able to help and when I mean help I mean can they come in and, and take some of the snaps can they provide a little bit of quality depth can they develop quickly enough to be a factor 
the first year on campus, talking about Bear Alexander, Washington. You got Kristen Miller is another one there. Those three guys were talking about five-star, four-star, evaluated type talent, but they're going to be freshmen. Do you really expect them to get in there and mix it up? Because I don't. Which means that Jalen Carter is going to need help from these guys. Zion Logue, a junior. Now he's played, if you've seen some of the cleanup time, uh, he's gotten a little bit. He's played in 26 games over the last couple of years. He's a uh, Tennessee native, wears number 96, 65295. Zion Logue. I mean, can he play ball? And then you got Tramel Walthor, wears number 90. He's played roughly about 20 games. He's a senior. He's one of those Hinesville boys. And, boy, they're tough down there at Liberty County. Tramel Walthor. Can he play ball? And then you got Warren Brinson. He's a a Savannah native, went to IMG, wears number 97. He's another junior. This played 1920 game, 64305. I would say how much drop off, that's going to depend on these three guys Zion Logue, Tramel Walthor, Warren Brinson. Can they play ball? We're going to find out this spring. And then once spring is over, I'll tell you what's going to be a indication on how Kirby feels like these three guys can play in the upcoming season next to Jalen Carter. We're going to find out when Kirby Smart, if he, after spring football practice, starts to search the transfer market for experienced defensive linemen, selling them on an opportunity to come in and start and improve their NFL stock by playing for a a significant program that should be knocking on the door and in the mix for the college football playoffs. I believe this area, this defensive line for Georgia, will determine whether they're a legitimate contender or not. And there's my concern, the defensive line. There's going to be drop-off. Question is, how much of a drop-off will determine whether this defensive front can get the job done? And, you know, Nerny, I've always been a believer, even as a quarterback, that, you know, if you're going to contend for anything, you're – your defensive line, they better be able to man up, dude, because you're going to face some really high-powered offenses. And one way to control these high-powered offenses is for your defensive line to win their battle and get pressure on the quarterback and shut down the run game. Yeah, I think that's probably why Alabama is probably the slight favorite going into the next year because they're returning a guy on the defensive line like Will Anderson. Whereas, and really, it's not even just a D-line for George. I mean, you, you're replacing your linebacking core as well. So yeah. it's, a front, it's the entire front seven. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. If you can't win the battle on the defensive line, you're in trouble as far as playing big-time college football. All right, coming back on the other side, we've got Infinity of Gwinnett. They're driving the content. We'll find out what that is next. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June, through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. The Blues Show on the fan, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. Remember, if you can't listen between 10 and 11, check out the Blues Show with the fan app. Listen anytime, anywhere. Brought to you by, it's driven by Beaver Toyota of coming, by the way. All right, final segment of the show. Man, it went by fast again today. We're going to drive the content thanks to Infinity of Gwinnett, our listeners out there, and Emmanuel was chiming in, and Emmanuel wants to know more about the Falcons' cap situation. Well, Emmanuel, here's what I've got right now. The Falcons' salary cap situation, as I understand it, they're currently $5.9 million over the cap. And as I understand it, the draft class, the upcoming draft class, will cost $5.9 million to sign the guys the Falcons are going to draft. It'll be even more if they, uh, say, trade uh, Calvin Ridley. So Terry Fontenot, he's getting ready for the draft. He's evaluating talent. And he's trying to figure out how to cut the fat is what he has to do. And I've got some ideas. The Buck Blue Show has got a few recommendations on where to cut the fad. I've got three veterans. I'm ready to cut loose. Defensive lineman Tyler Davidson. I believe you could save uh, $3.5 million, $3.7 million by cutting Tyler Davidson loose. Played in 17 games. He had 30 tackles. Let me do the math. Less than two tackles a game. Do you really need him? I say no. Davidson, gone. The running back, Mike Davis. Cut him loose, you save $2.5 million. 3.6 yards per carry, three touchdowns in 17 games. Talk about a disappointment. I think a lot of us around here were kind of excited about seeing Mike Davis being real the, the bell cow of the offense, and that's not exactly what happened. And you know why, DT? Because you got caught up in that physique. He looked like Hercules out like there. like a beast. Remember Absolutely. preseason camp? They had some shot of him, and he was gripping the football. And you could see the biceps exploding. The quads. Hey, three touchdowns in 17 games. You can do without that. Listen, not exactly explosive. I'll say this. If he wants to come back on the veterans minimum just to uh, pass block on yeah. third down, the dude, I mean, that one thing he did very, very well was uh, help protect Matt Ryan. And I appreciate you pointing that out. He wasn't a complete bust. But I believe at the price tag, you could do without that. 
And then finally, Kendall Sheffield, the defensive back, uh, played in nine games. He had four tackles. Come on, man. That's four more tackles than you had, DT. You could save $2.5 million. So we're talking about $8.7 million in savings by cutting loose Tyler Davidson, Mike Davis, and Kendall Sheffield. We appreciate your service. Best of luck as you move on. And then Calvin Ridley, uh, I believe you were talking about $11 million savings when you cut him loose. Uh, Maybe Deion Jones, who didn't look like he fit into what Dean Pease wanted to do defensively. There was some drop-off with Deion. You could save over $9 million cutting him loose. So there you go, Emmanuel, driving the content. Thanks for our good friends at Infinity of Gwinnett. And we want to uh, get you to tune into the business of sports segment each week on The Fan. It's presented by Southern Company. If it's impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene, man, we've got you covered. That's the business of sports presented by Southern Company, changing the future of energy in all the communities that they serve. Want to go ahead and get that uh, final word in there? And this is heartfelt today. The final word, hitting close to home. Want to give a shout-out to a former uh, Georgia baseball teammate, Dr. Scott Mahan, with the Emory Healthcare Orthopedic Group. Former Lakeside High School graduate. And Scott specializes in baseball injuries. Well, our oldest son, Braden, suffered a knee injury last week. And the first baseball game was yesterday. He was unable to go. And so, uh, you know, what do you do? You, you call the people you know and trust, right? So I pick up the phone. I call Scott Mahan and say, Doc, Braden went down with a knee today. Can we get in and see you in the upcoming days? And he said, come see me right now. It's 8 o'clock at night. We go to his house. Braden's up on his kitchen table, and he's providing the examination. Let me just say, Dr. Scott Mahan is amazing. And I am so thankful to have a trusted former teammate and a friend to lean on in these times. Braden got his MRI uh, crack of dawn this morning. And so we're waiting to see the results of that. We're thinking sprained MC, MCL was the uh, diagnosis on the kitchen table at the Mahan household. And we're hoping that's what the MRI will reveal today. And we appreciate Dr. Scott Mahan very much. And hoping it's going to work out, obviously. And there's your final word. Occasionally, it will be of the personal variety. And just so thankful for people like him that are willing to help. Good friends are hard to find, brother. And he was uh, he was a really good pitcher at Georgia, too. And those were good times back then, man. Some of my best times playing college baseball. 
Right, that's going to do it for the show today. Appreciate more every week. Chris Mortensen coming on the show, talking NFL with me. He's been with us for almost 20 years now. 20 years. Mort, we love you, man. Nerny, great job as always. We appreciate you. Derek Thomas, thanks so much for your hard work and dedication to the show. Road Dog Gillespie working from afar today, and we appreciate that too. Chris and Nick coming up next. Stick around for that here on The Fan. Thank you, bud. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.